Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. Do you want to be a writer? Do you know what screenwriting is and the difference between that and being a novelist? Uh, Do you recognize how difficult it can be to be a writer and how it is really hard for all to to cover all the bases? Well, we've got a gal with us today. Her name is Olivia Berry, and she is a writer. She is also a screenwriter, and she works to develop not only her genre, but she helps other people uh, from time to time, and and she wants to put on retreats and to and to help writers get the word out about what they do. And so I thought we'd just have a little, little conversation and talk to Olivia. She's been on the show before. She's got a great book out that uh, I want to remind you of, which is which is called um, the House in Between. The hours. The oh, hours. hours in between. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. It's it's almost the the same thing. So don't well, worry. <laughs> the hours in between is um, because I can't I can't apparently read English, um, but uh, and that that book's been out for a little while now and it's doing well and uh, and so I thought we'd just chat about that and screenwriting and the new book that you have coming out. It's in May twenty second. It's coming out in. And you can you'll be able to pick that up. So I just thought we'd just chat for a little bit. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's glad to have you back because it's, you know, you. writing one of those intense things that is really difficult to uh, to get really good at. And when you're doing screenwriting and you're doing all the things that you're doing, it, it uh, you you are serious about this, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> I've been doing it for many years now. And I i mean, I always wanted to be a writer. So it was always in the back of my mind, even while I tried to study business for a little while and <laughs> it didn't go too well. And uh, then I ended up back writing and um, yeah, yeah, I always wanted to be a writer. But it sometimes it takes a lot of, you know, and I think a lot of other writers or people who would love to start writing can emphasize with this. It takes a lot of persistence. You know, you can't give up because things rarely happen overnight. I mean, sometimes occasionally you hear this one person who has this novel coming out, never wrote a book before, never did anything before, but it's often not true. You know, it's like that they worked 10 years on it and suddenly the book comes out and everybody talks about it and said, oh, it's overnight. But no. I'm a firm believer there's no such thing (laughs) as an overnight success. No, no, it's not. Work really hard. Even even really really talented people like the Beatles were before they made it big. They were you know uh, in Hamburg, Germany, and in in little sweaty clubs and all that kind of stuff for years. And so it takes a long time. Yes. And, and so you've got to have. What is it about you? Why do you have the desire to keep going? The intestinal fortitude to make it happen. Um, mainly because I don't know what else I could do. <laughs> oh, now, now, now. You're, you're very no. talented. You can do you, a lot. You know, you know, it's just, I think, I think there is a, there's a point where you feel like giving up. And either you give up at that moment or you keep going. And once you keep going, then your thinking becomes different because you you think, oh my God, I've been doing this for so many years. If I give up now, I will never know, you know? So you keep going and going and going. I think after like a, maybe three or four years, I had a point where I was thinking, oh, maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should like open up a coffee shop or like just something completely different. But then you keep going and going, and then you have little successes, a little here, a little there, and then at some point you just don't give up anymore. And I love it. I honestly, I also, I, I just couldn't imagine my, my life without writing. You know, there's a 
famous person, I can't remember off the top of my head who it is, but this famous person said, the only time you lose, the only time that you fail is when you quit. Right. Right. So and, keep going. But, but I want to say something. Sometimes, sometimes it's okay. You know, it's okay to say, oh, it didn't work out. It's not really completely my thing because some people hang in forever and ever. And then they say, why did I even do this? You know, because it was never my thing, really. And so, so I feel, I feel if you feel like giving up, it's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes, you know, it's like just that you want maybe to pursue other things. Somebody who's, for example, really good at music as well might rather play the guitar every day than writing. You know, I'm, I'm terrible at it. So. <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> well, do, do you know? Do you know who Bernie Taupin is? You know, it sounds familiar, but I'm I'm not really completely sure. Who is it? Well, let me tell you a story. Um, years, years, and years and years ago, uh, there was a guy by the name of um, um, Dwight uh, somebody, and um, he. Um, was matched up because they put these two guys together. He he was a wonderful musician and could write melodies. And Bernie Taupin was a wonderful lyricist who could not write songs. And, oh, I remember this, I think. Yeah, continue. Yeah, and when they got together, the, and Elton John turned in, or Dwight, whatever his name was, turned into Elton John, uh, then they be, they became a duo. And because of his ability to write lyrics which john could not do um they became famous yeah i, I remember this actually because i remember there is um there's a documentary out there about elton john and yes. they talk about that yeah i do remember i just couldn't place his name i just it sounded really familiar but i couldn't place his name but yeah i know he's uh i know they got together and they were fabulous together yeah yeah so what is the difference between writing a screenplay writing a novel uh, being a lyricist um are they different skills or are they kind of if you can if you can write something you can write anything what, what's your opinion on that i mean um there are a little bit different skills i mean uh, i believe I don't know if every writer is good at everything, you know, I could, couldn't see myself really writing songs or poems that I would be really great at writing poems or something. Um, I can only talk about screenwriting, being a screenwriter and a novelist and also writing nonfiction now. Um, there are a little bit different skills because a novel there are far more rules to screenwriting than yes. there are rules to novel writing, to writing novels and uh, short stories and um, novellas. Um, so I believe I, I believe writers can try to write everything, but in the end, um, you have to love what you write and the form you're writing in it took me a little bit when i switched from screenwriting to writing a novel it really did because i you know in screenwriting you're so used to not write what people think and it's all about you show everything, you know. It's all about showing because you see it on the screen. I mean, nowadays it's a little bit different when we talk about TV writing because there's a lot of dialogue going on and uh, instead of like the big motion picture where you really, where the first five minutes you would be drawn into the story just by seeing visuals without any kind of... Um, you know, dialogue, dialogue. And um, so, you know, it's a different, different form. When you're writing a screenplay, 
and you are you because you have to come up with the of uh, the blocking and where everybody's going to be and all that kind of stuff at the same time that you're writing the dialogue. Is that right? I mean, blocking is more for for plays, you know, that you know where people stand and are. But obviously, I'm telling a story in pictures. I'm 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 when I write. If you would read one of my screenplays, you can see it in front of your eyes, you know, as a movie. So I'm trying to write in a way that if somebody reads it, they can visually see uh, the TV series or the the, the movie. Uh, they can just see what is happening, what is unfolding. And I think I translated this also to my novel because um, the the feedback I get the most from readers is that they, oh, I couldn't see everything. So I think I just kind of brought it to my novel, my my screenwriting skills, you know. So when you when you when you write a novel and you've got screenwriting skills so that you can visualize and you can create a visual picture mm-hmm. that people are looking at when they are reading the screenplay so that the director knows how where to put the characters and all that kind of stuff but you translate that into a novel and then it's like reading um a a book that you know a really good book is like watching a movie because you can picture what's going on in your own head because the writer's being really self-descriptive about everything right right but i'm not overly uh self-descriptive you know there are some people that can can write pages and pages of wonderful, beautiful words um, uh, describing one mountain or something. And um, um, I do that as well, hopefully, but a shorter version of it. (laughs) Just, you know, you want to find the balance between, I want to find the balance between um, plot and uh, description and dialogue and characters and there has to be a certain balance in what I write you know um, there is no right or wrong way you know for, for writers to do it right uh, for me it's right if I can evoke emotions in people in the reader I want to I want them to get away with something you know that they when they read my book that they feel something. How do you do that? You draw them in and you don't let them go until the very end. But that, and you you recognize that's a skill unto itself, all by itself, because you have to be able to, to put the, the reader in a position where they can't put it down because I've heard that a lot. You know, when people say I picked up this book and I cannot put it down uh, because it, it means a lot to them and they, and they feel really good about the, the story and what's happening there and they want to continue reading. Yeah. It's, it's either that, that the story that they're really, really within the story that they want to be part of it and go with it and uh, figure out what comes next or it's also like really funny and you know you have just a good time uh, for a couple of hours or um, you you draw them in emotionally with um that they really think about it and say, oh, my God, you know, and have emotional reactions uh, to your book. And um, that usually comes through characters. How do you develop a character? I've, you know, I've honestly, I've tried. God knows I've tried <laughs> to sit down and say, okay, because I was told one time that before you write your book, you have to write the character and who they are and what personality traits they have and why they would be in this situation and, and stuff. I've tried. I cannot, for the life of me, come up with a three-dimensional character. Yeah, I, I don't 
I I know that from screenwriting that many people say, oh, you should write a whole character page. You know, yeah. how old is the character? Where do they come from? What did the grandmother do? And all these things. And for me, it's a little bit different. I I um, it, let's say I I kind of know, for example, it's going to be a woman woman in her 30s, mid-30s, who just um, comes out of a failed relationship. And I just start with that. And I start writing. And while I'm writing, things come up. Oh, suddenly she likes to play tennis. I don't know where this comes from, but it just fits within the story it fits her character because she's very athletic. Oh, she's athletic. So what kind of friends does she have? You know, it's like, like um, it just comes while I'm writing. I, I, I literally, I write my character bios are like two sentences for each character at the beginning. That's all I know when I start writing the book. And then I develop the character. I write many drafts. You know, I'm not a one one draft person. <laughs> it's do, like, <laughs> do you um, uh, find that as you're developing the story, as you're going through writing the book, that it, it, you get surprised by some of the things that happened within it? Yes, definitely. Every single time i do i do it suddenly something comes up and i'm i'm working right now on another novel and um you know this girl she's in that town and suddenly she is on a bike and she ha had not been on a bike for 10 years and she remembers her father while she's on that bike ride and I never thought about that before, honestly. It's not that I was thinking, oh, in chapter four, she should get on a bike and remember her father. It just came up because her car broke down. And, and then now she's on this old bike because she can't afford really the repairs. And, um, but, but all the thinking that she is doing while she is riding through town on that bike, I, I, I really, it came, it just came up. It just not, nothing that I was premeditating or that would be just too hard for me. You know, I mean, I, I just have to write it. I kind of know where the story is going. I do outline, but I loosely outline. I mean, I have an outline, so I kind of know, oh, I'm going in a certain direction, you know, and I'm not getting completely lost because you you try you want to try to avoid that because you can get like little blocked, I mean, and don't know anymore what to do with the story. So I'm loosely outlining so I know where I'm going, but I don't know the details at all of my story. The first draft is hard because you have to come up with all these details. And the following drafts are much easier for me. I like rewriting. I'm a big rewriter. So now when you when somebody comes to you with a with a project like a book or a screenplay and wants you to uh, read it for them, do you have do any of that? Yes. I I do um, I I give development notes. So development notes is not um, line editing. It's not that I go line by line looking where a comma is missing and stuff like that. I'm going into the development of a screenplay or development of a novel. And uh, what I do is I look at character development, character arcs, at the pacing of the story, I look if there are ways to cut down the story or enhance the story if it needs more. Um, I, I look at the whole overall development and I want to see if it works, the, the book works from beginning to end. And um, 
I give such a, uh, I, I mean, I give, I give the writers ideas, um, but that doesn't mean that they have to take them. You know, I just um, give them new ideas to think about, you know, and from there, sometimes for them come even different ideas. How do you know when the book is done? <clears throat> when you get to the last chapter, how do you know to wrap it up? Or can, because I assume since you're talking about people's lives, they could continue on for a long time. Um, how do I know when it's done? I think, I think it has to come to, to a conclusion of some kind unless you write obviously a series then you can continue with their lives and you just have a in the second and third and fourth uh, book uh, different problems and you encounter different scenarios but you do continue maybe with that character's life uh, if you have a standalone book um, you it has to come to some kind of a conclusion. You set up the book at the beginning with a dilemma. So the character is facing a dilemma and this dilemma has to be resolved at the end of the book. How do you know when you're going to kill a character off? Um, Does that come at the very beginning or do the characters evolve and then it, the way that the story's got to go, you recognize that a particular uh, participant in the story has to die. Um, yes. I mean, you, if you write, I would assume if you write a thriller and that is not, it's a genre I love to read. It's not a genre right now I'm writing in. If you, if, you, if you write a thriller, then you probably will know who gets killed. I can I assume that you kind of know, but also I, I've heard there are thriller writers who said, oh, they were surprised that this character had to die. Uh, what I'm writing, if somebody is not useful to my story, I... I I just cut out the whole character, most likely. Oh. You know, if I feel, sometimes you have like side characters, you think, oh, the friend of the main character, it's a good idea, and then it doesn't feel right, and then I'm just getting rid of the whole character, not just kill the character in the middle of the book. I just take the character out. <laughs> and then and then you're rewriting the whole book, it seems like, if you if you got a character that, that yeah. you just take out. You know, I how I work is I write a first draft and um and then I the second draft is the overall development of my book. So I write a first draft, the second draft, I look what really works and what doesn't work. So if something doesn't work, I just take it out at that point and uh, to get a tighter draft. And then I go on to the third draft where I look a lot only what characters do, do so that they are organic to the story and also that if a character is, for example, health conscious, that she is not eating French fries in every chapter on the way. That's a stupid example, but something like this. You know, I'm looking really in depth into the characters of the story and make them organic to the story. And then I look at, at dialogue and pacing and little things that you overlook. You know, there's so much going on. I mean, 350 pages. It's a lot to remember, you know, to get it all right. Sometimes I uh, suddenly I'm in November and I thought, why am I in November? It was just July, you know. It's like <laughs> it's a lot of details. Yep, and and it's a lot of work. It's a it's a, work. but but you know, 
you you do it because you love it and you're passionate about it, which is why you don't quit. Um, That's right. Uh, by the way, if you would like to contact Olivia or at least go to her webpage, you can do that, and it's uh, www.olivia-berry.com. And it's Barry with a B A R R Y, um, and that's and that's her website. She's got all kinds of lovely things here, um, but and you're about to ready to update your website to include the new book that's coming out, which is um, Mornings in Fifty Words. What is what is that book going to be about? So it's a nonfiction book. Um, it's a book about about positive thinking and a book about every day finding something valuable that interests you, something new to learn, a new idea, just, you know, the little moments in life. It's about little moments and to write about it, just 50 words a day. 50 words about something, and it could be anything. It's not like a book about one subject. It's you wake up in the morning, you look out of the window, you see across the street a beautiful tree. Why not write 50 words about that tree? And just start your morning in a positive way. Yes, and that's that's almost kind of like a meditative experience because you're just relaxing and being with your own thoughts and and creating yeah i i i call it soul moments you know to to let your soul speak and i give examples in the book there are 365 examples every day one and they are the wildest things you know i talk about everything for example i have an entry about coffee how many different coffees are out there? What what you can buy nowadays? You know, it's it's amazing. Or I have an entry. It says, uh, "All all my O's, like all words that start with the letter O." It just came up to me. You know, it, it just popped up in my mind, and I thought, "Oh, why not write about it?" And um, it's just 50 words, 50 words you can write in five minutes or less. It's not, it's not, you don't need a long, lot of time for it, but it's just a fun book. And it, at the beginning, it talks a lot about soul moments and about taking uh, things slowly. And sometimes when we have a big project and we get overwhelmed to take it step by step and not... Uh, think about the big picture but think about the small picture yeah of, of course that's 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 really cool could you read a, you, you don't have that book right in front of you do you i don't have it because it will i tell you one thing it comes out only in in the kindle format because oh, okay. because there is a lot of photography in there and emojis and fun things and it would be so expensive to print it that um, I don't think it would be worthwhile for the readers or for myself to do it. And also, but I want to mention something that um, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a charity book because um, every book that will be sold, $1 will go to a charity. And I have 12 charities I name within the book. And the goal is to give um, hopefully $500 to each charity and um, yeah it just it's just a fun little little book you know and um, um, I thought I just wanted to do it you know well in all, by all means you should just do it then <laughs> yeah it's like I love it I love it because it's it's so positive in every form you know it's just just a positive endeavor uh, towards good causes so yeah. which is which is, now how'd you come up with the uh, um charities um i did i mean some of them i know because i support them but um others i just did a lot of research uh, to see um which charities give the most amount of what they 
get really to the charity and not to other other things you know so i have charities like all kind of charities charities that support animals charity that support kids charity that support cancer um, all kind of different things and i'm open always to hear from readers if there's another charity they would like to put on the list i will list them on on my website and then every time when a goal is met um, and money goes to the charity it will be announced on my website i wanted to have a charity button and all of this but i but it's so complicated that i thought i just do it this way you know and i hope the readers trust me enough that i will do it and um, so so their money certainly if they have a charity they really want to support and i hear it over and over then i'm happy to put it on the list and um, yeah, and then I thought, oh, it's a nonfiction book. And just last week, I thought, why don't I write mornings in 50 words for writers? Oh, that's a good idea. So that will be the next one. Well, it's, it's kind of like, um, what is it? The um, it's some pick a topic, any topic for dummies. It's like yeah, exactly. Windows, windows for dummies, or, <laughs> yeah. or anything is for dummies out there. You can have Buddhism for dummies, you know, grammar for dummies, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to write that many, but I, I think uh, mornings in fifty words for writers would be a great thing where I focus just on writing, and um, and then maybe mornings and 50 words for travelers that uh, is also my kind of thing so oh, that's, that's a good one so so those three but this one was just this one is for any anybody can participate in this it's about soul moments it's about going out in the morning and even if you don't feel so well and even if you have a really bad day and you have a lot of problems which we all have you know and life is not not always like that easy for many people and i do realize that and i think we need something to hold on to and it's really you know it's just going like let's say you go to work and you say to yourself Let's find one soul moment this morning for myself. One thing that I really like is it maybe the clean air or a flower you see or a cute dog on the way or a baby that is cute or, or just you hear a melody. It can be or you smell the fresh bread, the scent of the fresh bread coming from the bakery or something like that so there's nothing that smells as good as <laughs> I know. That, is <laughs> I know. that is the coolest thing in the world it, 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 it really is so um this book is coming out and and you know and when you were talking about editing i was just thinking to myself what a job you're looking for because they have to go line by line don't they looking for punctuation and the wrong use of a word, the wrong spelling. Yeah, kind of yeah I have. Um, so I, I try, I try uh, to, to find all my mistakes. And I go, this is the last draft, you know, when you go through it over and over, it, you look at every line, every word. And, um, but then I have somebody who, reads it and uh, she is very good and she reads through it and looks like for the itsy bitsy little stuff you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a particular yeah. skill you need to uh, to find all these little things and there's always something believe me there's always something you know you it's never ending i, I had a uh gentleman that i drove a bus with and he used to tell me all the time you know my dad had a saying and the saying was it's he was uh norwegian i believe and he was saying it's always tumpton tumpton's always going wrong 
<laughs> so you, and so it's always something that you got to worry about and it's like it's like in writing or anything else but uh, i applaud you for because going through that many edits it's got to be time consuming and and uh, a bit frustrating after a while yeah i mean it can be you know you know when it's enough when enough is enough and when the book is good enough but i also want to I, I mean, I want to give the readers my best work, you know, yeah. I want them mm-hmm. to be happy. Um, it's not just that they spend some money uh, to buy my book or books. They also take time, you know, to read and they sit down and and I really, truly appreciate it. I mean, I always say it in my newsletter every single time I say thank you for for taking the time to write a review. That's the hardest part. People don't like to write reviews, I noticed, because I have a lot of people who write me messages, personal messages on my website, and they write me this long thing about how they liked the book or what they thought I could have done better or, you know, all kinds of things. But then they don't write me a review. And please, please, readers, please write reviews. Please, please, please. We need, we writers need reviews. And um, yeah. Well, how many reviews do you have on Amazon? Do you oh, not many. Not many. Don't look. Don't look. It's not I a have pro- to. <laughs> don't look. I. Your book is a five-star review, and there are 15 reviews. Yeah, and it's out six months. Or, or is it now six or seven? Six months it's out. Just barely. Barely six uh, months, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The reviews is like I have reviews on Goodreads. I have some on Barnes & Noble. I have, you know, but it's not enough. It's not enough for reviews. And and now I heard this thing. I heard somebody said, yeah, but people buy reviews. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I don't gotcha. want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want people to review my book and because they honestly want to do it and they've read my book and I want their honest opinion. You know, if they like it or if they don't like it, that's okay. That's okay. You know, we're entitled to have an opinion and not everybody has to feel the same about, you know, I don't expect that. I don't expect, I mean, I'm obviously happy when somebody loves my book. Then I'm like, oh, that's so great. Thank you and everything. But I, 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 I would understand if somebody has a different opinion, you know. Well, you know, it's like it's like this one. Um, this is from a verified purchaser, and I can't I can't get Olivia Berry's story, the hours between us, out of my head. <laughs> it it hit very close to me, uh, to humble me in, in my younger sister who received a fatal diagnosis and stuff and you know and she goes on and every family has got the same kinds of things at one point or another so uh congratulations on that book which is doing well the second book is going to do even better (laughs) hopefully (laughs) well we will at least come down and support you a little bit thank you so when that happens um we can we can uh, we can do that and and because you know you are you're a good writer and you've got something to say and you want them to feel um friendship and love and generosity and all those good things when they read when they read your book rather than a lot of negativity hate division and fear so you're you're doing the right thing i think yeah i i think so i think so no definitely i want people to um you know, to be uplifted and um, encourage people to to go after their dreams and to, um, you know, to see the positive in life, which is so important for all of us, you know, because we all have our moments where we are a little down and can't see the real 
positive sides. And I, I hope that everybody finds a little bit of encouragement and write. And I hope that people write their 50 words, you know, because it makes a difference just to sit down in the morning and say, oh, I'm still in bed maybe with like a cup of coffee, like I have 10 minutes. Let me write 50 words about something that pops into my mind. And it can be 50 words about love, right? About yeah. love. Write about write about your neighbor, <laughs> write about anything, you know, write about a piece of paper or what paper means to you, you know, or I mean, it could be anything. And it's 50 words, just 50 words. If everybody were to take half hour and, and even if you are not able to write, even if you can memorize them or a little bit, that, that's going to that's help you. Um, yeah, it's going to help you to navigate through this thing that we call life, which it can be pretty messy from time to time. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Tell me about it, and it's like, um, you know, and I put myself out there in the book because I, uh, I really wrote from my personal feelings what sometimes about things, and I, for example, some mornings I. I was sitting here at my desk and I thought, what am I going to write for the 50 words this morning? And it started to rain. And so I wrote a little poem about rain. And believe me, I'm not a poet. This is like, it's not great. It doesn't need to be great. That is what I want to do with this book. You know, it doesn't have to be great. The 50, the 50 words, no, I'm losing this, the 50 words do not have to be great. They just have to be personal. They have to mean something to you. What do you feel that morning? What do you want to write about? So it's um, so I wrote just throughout the books, you will find a little poem here and there. And that's not great, but it's fun. And that's, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, see, it's just relax and have a good time with it, and and uh, I'm excited to see the second book. Uh, now, have you got one that's in the editing? Is that the one that's in the editing process, or is it all done? So this one is all done. Um, we already have uh, the book cover, and um, uh, right now it's the interior design. Uh, because it's a little bit more complicated, as I said, I have I, I love photography, so I put some some hopefully people like it nice photography in there, and I love emojis. I'm I don't know. I just love to speak with emojis, so I have a lot of emojis everywhere. So it's just a little fun book, and you know I will keep the price as low as possible, and so that as many people as possible can afford it. And um, and uh, yes, and then I'm working um, on on another novel. Obviously, my my main focus is writing novels but yes. um so so i'm working on the next novel and um yeah now how long does it take you to um uh, kick out a screenplay like a a two-hour 10-minute movie does it take a while for you to put that together a two-hour movie um a movie script i can write um if I have the idea already, if the idea is for a little bit, has been roaming around my mind, um, theoretically, I can write it like in a month or a month and a half. Yeah. Now, do you do you subscribe to the? Because there's some books that that I've read that that they will open with a scene. And something happens during that scene. And then at the end of the first chapter, they'll say, and going back six months, this is what happened prior to, which that caused this. Yeah. Um, so your question was, if I write like that? If Well, is, is does that work just for somebody to write like that? 
Uh, it does. It can work that you go backwards in time. Uh, that um, it's that's a format that is often used for thrillers. That you show somebody dead or something, and then you go back in time and you show what led to that scene. I usually, um, I have, I wrote one script years ago once that I opened up with a scene that was set basically in the future and now or in the present but we went back a year earlier what happened and then we went through the whole year to end up at the present again yes i i wrote one script once but that's 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 pretty cool that's pretty cool and has any of your scripts been published or made into movies or tv shows yet um my my scripts have been sold which Yes. So somebody bought them, but they haven't put it in, into production yet. Mm-hmm. I came this close once. Don't ask. Okay. Same script. <laughs> same script. Five times. This close, and it never happened. It's mm-hmm. like it was unbelievable. I couldn't. I. I. I cannot even tell you how I went through so many waves of disappointment with that script because everybody seemed to love it. It's a, it's a romantic comedy. I. I had it optioned, then I had it sold, then it came back to me. It came back to me after it sold because nobody did anything with it, and I had to fight to get it back. I got it back. I, it was optioned again. Then it went into a possible production phase. Then they had the director and the actress. Then the actress didn't want to do it anymore. It was like, it's like, I don't know. It's It changed also. Now a lot changed in the screenwriting industry. That is when I switched to novels because I could feel it. I could feel how hard it would be, you know. I understand completely. That would be really, that would be really, really tough. Um, and uh, by the way, again, we are talking with Olivia Barry. She's a writer. She's a screenwriter. She's got the the book out. Let's. Get, I want to go back to the first book just a little bit, and and share that with with folks because that is um, entitled. The hours in between. <laughs> and, and it's and it's it's the hours that a person who has six months left to live, and what they do in that period of time, and the reviews that I've been getting here are just nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, they can't get enough of it. They keep the the emotion that you evoke in the reader is exactly what you were saying earlier is what you're trying to get from people is their their uh, um is there emotion that you're you're building the story and I, i'm not, not going to tell people how it ends uh, but I, I assume it doesn't end well for somebody but then but that could be, that could be not true so you need to read the whole thing yeah, the hours in between, you know, the title is the hours in between life and death, basically. I mean, the title is the hours in between, but the meaning. One day I thought, because I had a completely different title first, I can't even remember what it was, honestly, because for like uh, the first draft I wrote with a different title. And and then one day I was walking and I thought, oh, there's this is actually the hours we have in between life and death and what do we do with those hours you know and and the book is the book is um it's an uplifting book which sounds strange but it is despite everything that is going on in Liz Tate's life she is um she gets a bad diagnosis. I mean, she's terminal ill and um, she decides to change her life. She says, I'm not taking this. I'm, I'm doing, I'm going out and I'm going to live this life. 
So it's uplifting, actually. It's not, it has nothing to do with medical stuff and hospitals and tragedies and uh, only sad moments. It has a couple of sad moments, I would say, but it's about living, not about dying. You know, that's one of those, those, um, those questions that everybody asks at one point or another because, because I don't know if you know this, but we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was funny uh, yesterday. Do you, do you ever get uh, um, uh, calls from from uh, places like funeral homes and stuff, and they say, "You know, Olivia, we um, we've got a program for you, and it's a insurance program that for, to cover your final expenses, and so that you don't have to worry about your family. Are you interested in learning more about covering your final expenses?" <laughs> I had that call yesterday. <clears throat> That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and so they, they they said, would you like to continue to talk about and for us to connect you to an insurance agent to talk <laughs> about your final expenses and how we can help with that? And I said, well, the only problem with that is I've decided I'm not going to die. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah, you have to pluck those call- callers, you know. Yeah. You have to pluck them. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 a, what a horrible job that would be. Oh, my to God. Be, to be a telemarketer that's talking about. <laughs> that do, you, do you want people to know about about you and, and take care so that you can take care of your final expenses so they don't have to decide if they're going to cremate you or bury you or whatever you're going to do? <laughs> In, in the in stuff like that it's just yeah it's, but but death is a common denominator that we all face and how we reach how we deal with that diagnosis and that six month period is fascinating to me yeah um the question is what do you prefer do you prefer to know that you have six months or not you know that's the question do you if you know, you can do certain things. Well, if you don't know, you might waste your time away. I don't know. You know, it's that like is, that is one of those major quandaries of life. Would you rather yeah. know? Um, well, it's like like I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm 65, uh, and uh, so my my father died uh, 11 years into the future of where I am and mm-hmm. stuff. And so you start thinking about if I, am I going to make it 11 years? If I, if, and what's all that like and what's it all going to be about and, and stuff. So it really is a, it's an important topic and it's really isn't something that everybody needs to think about. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and I hope, I hope I did it with the the book that people think about it a little bit. It's a it's a good book club book, you know, because it's it's opening up a subject for discussion, and everybody feels a little differently about these things. You know, we don't all feel the same. You know, when it comes to death, some people feared a lot and others are like whatever i do what i want to do now i live in the now and so there's no right and wrong uh it's a good good book i think to read in book clubs yeah well and uh um this is how this particular person entered the review miss barry weaves lessons of living fully with storylines of a last chance at romance, mystery, and forgiveness. I've gone back and reread parts of the book simply to enjoy Miss Barry's beautiful prose. Um, So wasn't that nice? I I don't read my reviews. Oh, you should. They're really good. <laughs> I'm afraid. I, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> that's, that's all right. Sometimes I'm afraid that. Sometimes I'm afraid to say. Well, how do the podcast go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard. Um, I mean, you know, I I want to I want to hear from readers. I I met a nice woman um, 
here in New York and and she says, oh, I came across your book. I mean, she knows a friend of mine, so that's why she came across my book. And um, and she said, oh, I like this and that. And and I love to hear that, obviously, you know. And uh, but reading the reviews is it's a delicate thing because you 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 know you never know well yeah but but here again <laughs> here's and by the way i know that you say that you didn't get a lot of reviews but everyone was a five star oh um, so you your reviews on amazon yeah. are all five star and they are what i like about this the way the way amazon does it is they're all verified purchasers mm-hmm. so you they can write a review but then they go back and look well did you actually buy the book and did you actually read it or are you um uh, olivia's uh, sister-in-law that is writing the review that, that <laughs> you know so but so that's that's really good full of love thought-provoking with a dose of romance and a dash of sadness um your debut novel how does it feel to be have a debut novel out there and now you're going to be a sophomore and come up with a second one um it just feels just fine you know i'm thinking about (laughs) i never thought about it because i did i wrote so many screenplays and things before so it wasn't like oh my first work of writing kind of it was just my first novel you know so i am I didn't think much about it. I just wanted to give it life and bring it out into the world. And now I'm, I'm more thinking about um, how many novels or how many books can I write in a year? And, mm. and uh, yeah, you know, it uh, times have changed. Readers want more content, and um, I mean, there are some writers out there, and I'm I'm not um, saying that that this is wrong or right or what is for everybody. It is different, and uh, but um, they write like four books a year, and I know I I just couldn't do it uh, the way I write and. Um, I, I just wouldn't work it, even if I would work day and night, I mean, every day. So I'm thinking about definitely uh, one novel a year, plus maybe a little nonfiction on the side. Or if I don't write nonfiction at all, then maybe, um, maybe I can write a novel and a novella. I yeah. would I would like to write a couple of novellas. I have an idea that would be a series, a book series, but it would be shorter books. Um, I thought that might be interesting, might be something fun to do for the reader, also something light that they can take with them if they go on a mini vacation or something. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But remember when I was telling you about that there are, that it's always nice to hear a review from somebody that says, you know, I couldn't put the book down and I had to continue to read it and stuff. Guess what? You got one. Yes. (laughs) I was so, and this is a verified purchaser, by the way, I was so involved with the story that I had to find out what happened next. It was so beautifully written, and I emotionally connected with the main character. It made me think that life is precious and reminds me to live life to the fullest. Okay. Good. Good. Um, oh, that, that has to make you happy. You, I am uh, happy. I am. <laughs> and I want you to think about this. For everybody that took the time, these are all people, keep in mind, that took the time to write the review, send it into Amazon, read the book first, and then write the review, send it to Amazon and stuff. So for every person who does one of those, there'll be 100 people who won't, but they'll yeah. have the same reaction. Mm-hmm. That's that's true, and thank you, thank you, thank you for the ones who write the reviews. But thank you also to the ones who read the book, you know, and I, I, I honestly hope that people get something good out of it, you know? Oh, judging from the reviews, I'm 
you know, um, a love story like no other, an amazing debut, uh, very lovely and thoughtful novel. These are all what these people are writing, and and it's just you you should be very proud, very proud of yourself. I am. Thank you. <laughs> good, good, good for you. By the way, we have been talking with uh, Olivia Berry, B-A-R-R-Y. Go to uh, olivia-berry.com, and you can find out all of her things by the book there. And she's got the other book, the new book, which is entitled Mornings in 50 Words, is coming out May 22nd. So that will be here very quickly. You're in the last trimester of, of birthing another book. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Pressure. The pressure is on. <laughs> well, then, and then comes the fun part, going out to the bookstores and doing, and doing the marketing and doing all that kind of stuff. That'll be, that, I know, that's, that's hard for a lot of people to do. Yeah, it's really hard. The marketing part is really hard. You know, it's... It's really hard. Yeah, it's, um, you know, some people are better than others at doing marketing. Let's put it this way. <laughs> yeah. well, you can always do it the way that I do it, which is I try and put the best podcast I can, meet the best people I can, do the best job I can, and then I leave it to somebody else to determine if somebody's going to listen to it or not. Exactly. I do the same thing. I do connect with people and um, um I'm I'm talking to some people in book clubs and I'm always willing to come on their Zoom call for like, I mean, if they're in New York right now, I'm in New York and uh, then I'm obviously happy to join them for like an hour and talk to them. So it's like, you know, I believe really in word of mouth and putting out my job is to put out the best quality book I can put out. That yes. is my that is my job. And then the marketing part, I think it comes eventually by people just talking about it, you know, and hopefully telling their friends and saying, "Oh, I read this book and I really liked it." And you yeah. know, it's the word of mouth. The word yeah. of mouth. Of, word of mouth. You know, there was a movie one time had not much of a budget. It was it was um, starred an actor that that nobody had ever heard of. He also was the writer, the screenwriter, and nobody had heard of him doing that either. And word of mouth got out about it, and uh, it became a huge hit and won Oscar for best picture. Of course, I'm talking about Rocky. Um, that was and that was just word of mouth. Just people said, "You've got to go see this yeah. movie." So. So that's that's going to happen. That's going to happen with you too. So, um, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add before we got before we close the podcast? Just that I'm always hap happy to hear from people. I have a newsletter, a monthly newsletter with a lot of fun stuff. If they want to know more about me, about my personal life see some cute little pictures and get recipes and just know what I'm reading or what I'm watching on TV and stuff like that. It's just a fun newsletter. They're welcome to sign up. It's obviously free. Um, yeah. And otherwise I just, I appreciate every reader, every single reader. I do appreciate a lot. Thank you. And by the way, you are an adorable child. <laughs> She has a picture of her when she was. How old were you in that picture? Um, where is that picture of me? Uh, it's on your website. Oh, it's on my website. Uh, where when I was little. I yes, ma'am. Yes, Let me. Oh, I, I don't know. Even. <laughs> unless unless I'm uh, was looking at somebody else's stuff about that, but I don't think so. It's. Let me see if it was about Olivia. Or do I look so much older? Well, you, <laughs> well, this, you no, in this one, in this picture that you had, you couldn't have been more than six or seven. Um, news and events, contact me. Book Where did I put this on? I'm, I'm hopeful that I find it because now that I've said it, I've, I've got to come up with it. I don't uh, remember, but thank you. <laughs> news and events. Um, I I think 
Oh boy. Oh boy. Now the pressure's on. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was somebody else's website. No, but I have pictures of me. I have a picture um, of me in my bio, and um, and maybe, or maybe I have a picture of me in a little red dress. Is that the picture? That could very well be. About... Because on that picture, I was like four or five. I I think that was. If I, yeah, I better find it. That's all I got to say. Now I have to go back on my website, you know, because I mean, I do update my website, but usually pictures, I just leave the way they are at this moment in time because it's so much to update, you know, Goodreads and, oh, and, yeah. and websites and newsletters and blogs. And <laughs> so I have a lot going on. So I don't know which. Ah, well, I could have swore I saw a, little, a picture of a little girl on your website, but maybe I. this is the third interview I've done today, so it may have been somebody else. I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. So, oh, Olivia Berry, thank you so much for being here. Thank You're going to you. be back on in uh, May when the book comes out, uh, which, again, is going to be titled. You can probably, can they pre-order it now? Um, not yet, but soon. Soon then you'll be able to pre-order the uh, mornings in fifty words, and um, that would be that would be fair. And then and then go to the website and find out when it's going. It's the twenty second is when. Is that a hard date? Uh, it's May May yes May twenty second. It comes May twenty second. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's that's good. And uh, so and you're going to sell a hundred thousand copies in the first day. Okay. Yeah, I take that. <laughs> there's a lot of money then that will go to the charities that would make me happy yeah indeed definitely. indeed indeed <laughs> thank you so much for being here and if you stay right there i will be right back hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family so on behalf of our entire team remember be kind to one another because each other's all we got.